In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My name is Father Matt. I'm one of the rectors here. Today, the good news is almost just word for word what Jesus says. So, receive this. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Believe in him. And though you die, you will live. And everyone who lives and believes in him will never die. Where in your life could you believe this today? Peter is writing to a community of people who he's trying to encourage because they are suffering. He's talking about this deposit of faith that they've received, this inheritance kept in heaven, and he says, in this you rejoice, this faith, even when necessary for you to suffer various trials in order that the examination of your faith, more precious than gold, may be found yielding praise, glory, and honor when Jesus is revealed. And he says, you're receiving the completion of your faith, the salvation of your souls. We heard Spencer read in the Gospel of John this interaction between Martha and Jesus. Martha says to Jesus, Rabbi, If you had been here, my brother would never have died. Yet even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, even though they die, they will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never not die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Rabbi. I believe that you are the Messiah the Son of God, the one who comes into the world. Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Jesus, if you'd have been here, the eight people in Allen, Texas, Outlet Mall wouldn't have died. Sometimes when we read a scripture and it's, we've heard it one, two, 43 times, The suffering of Martha gets farther and farther away from us. It becomes some sort of theological or spiritual abstraction. But this morning I would just like to say with Martha, Jesus, if you'd have been here, the eight people in Allen, Texas, Outlet Mall, who were shot by a man with an AR-15 wouldn't have died. It's the 198th, at least, mass shooting this year. And this year we've only had 127 days. Jesus, if you'd have been here, Jordan Neely, an unhoused man from New York City who got on a subway train and started yelling at passengers about being hungry and having nothing and he didn't care if he died, he wouldn't have died by strangulation, by public execution without a trial. Jesus, if you'd have been here, is a whole mood, ain't it? If we can't get in touch with that, like our, our, let's call it Lazarus moment, if we can't get in touch with our Lazarus moment, this scripture distances us from the world. 
So what is your Lazarus moment? I don't know some of you are like, I only get to pick one. Pick as many as you got. You know, where are you feeling, Jesus, if you would have been here? Vibes this morning. It's the suffering various trials that Peter talks about. He also says, in this you rejoice. And I think that part is tricky. Who's with me? The in this you rejoice. Is hard when the various trials personally and corporately just keep coming, right? Even in Eastertide. No more various trials, please and thank. What does a priest have to do to get a bit of Easter up in our Lord? If you would have been here, we wouldn't suffer these various trials. I offer you this. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Believe in him and even though you die, even though we're surrounded by death, you will live and everyone who believes in him will never die. Where in your life, what Lazarus moment could you possibly believe this in today? The raising of Lazarus from the dead is the last of the miraculous signs in John's gospel. Jesus moves from beyond the Jordan, which is essentially outside of Israel, back into Judea, Bethany, which is about a 15-minute walk from Jerusalem. John points this out to indicate how dangerous it was for Jesus to go to Bethany. There was a reason he went across the Jordan and was laying low, we're told, in chapter 10, verse 40. And on top of that, he wasn't going to go undercover. He was going in broad daylight to raise somebody from the dead. This is the opposite of incognito. So Jesus, raising Lazarus from the dead, directly leads to his death, we're told immediately after the story. When, when Jesus talks about no greater love has someone than this, than, than that he would lay down his life for his friends, like he literally did that for Lazarus before he went to the cross. So Lazarus was dead for four days. By the way, uh, if this has to be in my head, I'm going to let it be in yours too. There, Lazarus, gird up your ear holes. <laughs> Lazarus used to be a department store in Indianapolis. Does anybody remember Lazarus? And my dad, my dad called it Lazy Butt, and I don't know why. That was a freebie for you. So four days dead was Lazarus. Martha, like a good Jewish woman, and Mary, like a good Jewish woman, they're, they're, they're doing what's called sitting Shiva. Shiva being seven, they're spending seven days at home. People come around them, they don't talk, there's no pep speeches, they just do things for them so they can grieve. It's a normal custom then to stay home and let people tend and mourn and all that. But Martha breaks custom to go see Jesus. Not supposed to leave the house, she does it. And Martha's the first to confess what the gospel of John writer says is the entire point of his gospel 
In John 20, he says, these things are written so you will believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And here in this text, Martha's like, I get it. I get it. John wants us to know Martha gets it. But not before she lets Jesus have it. There's a version of Christian spirituality that says it's not okay to let God have it. But every person we see let Jesus have it or let God have it in scriptures, they encounter God in transformational ways. In fact, in the almost the same breath, Martha lets Jesus have it and confesses for the first time faith. And Jesus, seeing who he really is. Maybe you're here today and um, Martha's energy is yours. Maybe um, you need to let Jesus have it for something. If you had been here, my brother would never have died. I confess this is where I am today. Jesus, if you had been here, my mom wouldn't have died. Sharon's dad wouldn't have died. Nathan, Teresa, my grandpa. Martha broke custom to go out and let Jesus have it. And some of us too may need to break Sunday morning Christian church Midwest custom and let Jesus have it. Because Jesus is the resurrection of life and he can take it. Believe in him, even in the midst of being angry or despairing or perplexed. Even though you die, you will live, and everyone who lives and believes in Jesus will never die. Where in your life could you believe this today? That's Martha. Mary is also in this story, in her absence, right? Mary is the one who didn't leave the house to go meet Jesus because he's about four days too late, damn it. Someone has to do the right thing, the faithful thing. My brother's dead, my sister's raging mad, has run off because there's rumors of God showing up. Someone has to keep it together, be the steady one, be responsible, hold it down. can't afford to run off or lose it. One foot in front of the other, stay busy. Don't take time for myself or to think. That's maybe where Mary is. And maybe some of us too are there. Peter says that these various trials are meant to purify our faith like there's a refinement or a building of resilience and hope. Hope isn't positivity. Hope isn't pie-in-the-sky positivity. Hope dances with pain and sadness. Embraces it, hugs it, kisses it. And in some divine alchemy, brings faith. This is how we receive the completion of our faith, Peter talks about. Learning how to face reality with God, even if it means we let a ball drop. Or two. 
When we find ourselves trying to handle the horrors of our world, the temptation is to demonize or withdraw from one another. But Eric Mitten, a friend of mine, says a good rule of thumb is to, quote, follow the pain. Because the pain is a mirror back to ourselves. Later in the story, after Martha comes home, Mary does go out to Jesus. And you know what she says? The same thing Martha does. Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. To the Marys and the Marthas, to the raging mad and the holding it all together, today we proclaim the good news. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Believe in him. And though you die, you will live. And everyone who lives and believes will never die. Finally, maybe you're Lazarus today. (laughs) Right? Four days. You've been in the tomb for four days and you smell like a teenager on a no-shower binge. Let the listener understand. Maybe it's a tomb of your own making. Maybe this is your fault you're here. Or maybe the tomb is one that closed in around you without your doing. I don't know why it is here at the table, but we tend to attract people who feel like their faith has died or it's on life support. And maybe it's because we talk about stuff that some people are scared to talk about. I'd like to think it's because it's on these life support, even comatose places of faith that like in this text from John 11, we see new creations spring up. And I understand maybe if you feel like Lazarus, that you're in a tomb of your own making or a tomb that's closing around you, that this good news, right? Jesus is the resurrection of life. Believe in him. This good news could feel like an invitation to spiritually bypass where you are. I just have to make myself believe this. Or Father Matt is telling me to gaslight my thoughts. Yes, yes, yes. I know it seems like all hope is lost, but listen to me. Bub, resurrection, boom, shakalaka. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to do that to any of you. But consider. What if Jesus is the resurrection life? Just what if? What if if you learn to trust him in just one small area that even though you die, you will live? And maybe, maybe everyone who lives and believes in him will never die. And maybe there's some place in your life, one small place, where this could possibly be true today. What if? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.